thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Uh, if you're here in the room and uh, if you're watching online, whenever or wherever you're watching this from, we're really glad that you're here with us. And you know, um, family is an interesting thing, isn't it? And um, I-, I just want to talk to all of you uh, just for a few minutes today, really. And we've been doing this series called Coming Back Stronger, thinking about this season that we've been in. And uh, we've been talking about things like inner strength. We've been talking about identity. We've been talking about control. We've been talking about values. And then last week, Alison and myself um, did a whole session looking at mental health and, and how do we come back stronger. And I think I want to finish this series by looking at families coming back stronger. And before you rule yourself out, okay, this, this is, I think, a message for every single one of us. Whether you say right now, well, you know, my family days have gone and maybe you're older or maybe you're not married or maybe you don't have children. And, and there's so many ways in which we can rule ourselves out of a conversation about family. But I think family is much more than just what you've seen here on the stage. And family has a bigger, wider meaning uh, than that. But I want to talk into that. And maybe for those um, families that where we dedicated their children today, speak a little bit to them as well, but hopefully to every single one of us. I don't know what your family experience was like when you were growing up. And uh, if you go back over the last few decades, there have been some uh, TV series that have almost depicted how different families have been over the time. So some can't even believe it. Many of our tech team had never heard, had never heard of these guys. I mean, who's not heard of the Waltons? Okay, loads of you. Some of you are like, what, what? Yeah, somebody on the front row, what? Come on, who remembers the Waltons? Whose family was like the Waltons? Nobody's family was ever like the Waltons. And if you've never seen that, it's like the perfect family where at night, they all say to each other, Good night, Jim Bob, you know, and all that, Mary and all that, and everything is like, but that's the 70s. Fast forward to the 80s, I wonder whether your family was a little bit more like that. You're not quite sure who the kid is. Do you know what I mean? You know, you're not quite sure who the adult is in the Simpsons, okay? And then if you fast forward to the 90s, you get the royal family. where that Not the royal family, okay, but the royal family, where you just get that sense that they do love each other deep down, but the TV is the most important thing in the whole family concert. And then, of course, you go into the noughties and you get modern family and where family has changed. I mean, the difference between the family depicted in the modern family and the family depicted in the Waltons is chalk and cheese. And then my family and whatever your family construct is like. I don't know what your family experience has been like or is like. And maybe, but, but here's the thing, that, that family is so different and yet so important. And when Aaron Ralston, uh, you might not know who that name was, but there was a film made of him and I read his biography, his autobiography. Aaron Ralston was a young guy who was rock climbing and fell into a, into a hole and got his arm trapped in a rock and he was there for 127 hours. I won't tell you what he did because it's a, like a family show today. But basically in those, in those hours that he was there trapped with his rock, with his arm in the rock, he made a video, not for his friends, but for his family. Passengers on, on flight 93 and 9, 9-11, um, you know, they, they phoned in those minutes there. They didn't phone their golf club or their work. They phoned their family. And however dysfunctional your family might be, family is very, very important and very powerful. And I don't know what the environment was like for your family. Maybe when you were growing up or maybe even now, 
your family environment was where conflict was never addressed, where feelings were never expressed, where hurts were left to rot and to go festering and, and all that. And maybe it was all that, but whether your family environment has been or is amazing or, or the other, all of us can take a step towards building a stronger family. And you know, in this series, Coming Back Stronger, uh, the strap line is not by chance, but by choice. And I don't think you build strong families by chance. I think it has to be choice. And we've been looking in this series at um, uh, characters in the Old Testament. And um, rather than a character in the Old Testament, I thought what we'd do is I'd look at a book in the Old Testament. Not all of the book, okay? So it's only a few minutes. But there's a beautiful little book in the Old Testament called the Book of Proverbs. Some of you might know that. You might have heard of that. And Proverbs, they're basically a collection, like an anthology of sayings. And most of them were written by a guy called Solomon, who's the son of David. But there are other writers there as well. One of the guys was called The Oracle. And another guy was called The Wise. I mean, isn't that a great name? I mean, imagine calling your kid that, The Oracle or The Wise, you know. And these little sayings were written like centuries before Jesus was born. And they're collections of thoughts and ideas and sayings about life. And they express the heart of God, that God wants us to have a good life and to have a healthy life. And and these sayings give us, I think, some real clues to how we can build stronger families. And I want to just give you four ideas today. And and whether you are starting out on the journey of family, like many of these uh, family were this morning, or whether you're at the different stage, I think these are really important. Number one, first idea is this, make your marriage an adventure. Make your marriage an adventure. It says um, in, in Proverbs 5 verse 18, may your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. And the next verse is even better, but we're definitely not gonna go there. But basically this is if you are married, make your marriage an adventure. In other words, don't just get through Don't just like mark time, but make it something. Make it an adventure. Make it a discovery. Make it an exploration. I think one of the best gifts we can give our kids is our marriage. And that means that we've got to address issues in our relationship earlier than what we usually do. Often people say this, and they've said it to me many, many times in in what I do. We've just started to drift apart. And I just want to say, if... Earlier than that, you'd have got some help or you'd have invested or you'd have made some different choices. Maybe you wouldn't have drifted apart. But let me just say to you a few things. If your relationship or your marriage didn't last, God loves you. God doesn't want you to feel any guilt, shame or condemnation today. God loves you. He wants to heal you and restore you. And you know, however our past has been, I love this statement here that's coming up on the screen. Your past can remind you, it does not have to define you. Your past can remind you, it does not have to define you. And you know, if you're a lone parent right now, you know, whether you're watching on screen or whether you're here in the room or up at Rowley or Clebury or wherever, if you're a lone parent, we salute you. You are amazing. The work that you're doing, the job that you're doing is amazing. And that's where the wider church community come in. Because we really believe here in this church that actually family isn't just the nuclear family. It's all of us together involved in the process of loving, raising children. And if you're a lone parent, we love you and we value and you are amazing and doing an incredible job. So make your marriage an adventure. Number two, Um, And I call it this, balance the seesaw. 
And by that, I mean this. There's a seesaw when it comes to kids and it's love and limits. Okay, love and limits. And that's a hard seesaw to balance at times. Two core questions all children have. Am I loved and can I do anything I want to? The answer to those two questions should be yes and no. Yes, you're loved. And we want to we be heavy on the love side and say that our kids, they need to know that they're irrationally loved. That, they're, that we love them to bits, not for what they do, but for who they are. But on the other side, we also need to love them enough to let them know that there are some limits and some boundaries. And if we love our kids enough, we will place some limits and boundaries in their life. Proverbs 22 verse 15 from the message says, young people are prone to foolishness. I think it's all of us are actually prone to foolishness and fads. The cure comes through tough-minded discipline. Hasn't discipline changed over the years? Huh? And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about over the last 70 years. And so I just started to write some ideas down. 70 years ago, ignore them. 60 years ago, spank them. 50 years ago, deprive them. 40 years ago, spank them lovingly and gently. 30 years ago, reason with them. 20 years ago, listen to them. 10 years ago, try to be their best friend. Now, give them an iPad. And that's kind of how the trajectory of discipline and limits has changed over the last 70 years. Let me ask you this question. Previous generations, some of you will know that. When your parents said, it's time to go to bed, what happened next? You went to bed, right? Now, okay, I'm sounding like an old person here now. Time to go to bed. You'll get something like this. Just 10 minutes more. Or just another game on my expert. In fact, our granddaughter, Tally, who we dedicate today, two weeks ago, I took her to the park, all right? I don't know if I should say this publicly. I'm going to anyway. Took her to the park and uh, I was on my own with her and she's on the slide and it's getting dark. I said, Tally, last go and then we're going home. She went down the slide. I said, come on then. She went, one more. I never heard her do that before. Like, where do you get that from? Like, 20 months old. So I gave her one more thing and I said, okay, now this is the last one. One more, blah, blah, blah. Got to the bottom of the slide. What did she say? One more. Parents need to set limits. Grandparents, just keep letting her do whatever she wants to do. Just buy her an ice cream. And that, no, I'm joking. But that whole thing about setting limits, you see, this is the reality. Limits are loving. Boundaries are a blessing. And I think, if I'm really honest, we've gone really heavy, okay, really heavy on the love side in our culture and a little bit too light on the limit side. And limits are loving and boundaries are a blessing. And I think our kids, our young people, our teenagers really do need to know that we love them enough to put limits and boundaries in their life. Now, on the other side, love is so important to express, isn't it? It's not enough to say to your kids, well, when you were three, I told you I loved you. If it changes, I'll let you know. Our kids need to know we love them, however old they are. And can I just say, that doesn't stop when they're 18. But when they're 28, 38, 48, you know, one of the greatest memories in my life is my, my mom passing away last year. And one of the last things she said to me was how much she loved me. I'm, I was 54 at the time. And it, it does something for your heart when you know your parents love you no matter what. It's so, so important. But you know, I do think that there is a challenge for us as parents to balance that seesaw. 
you know, and at times our culture has been too much on the one side than the other. But I think that balance brings that sense of blessing and fullness and health and wholeness to our parenting. Kids need and are crying out for loving boundaries. One of the challenges for many of us as parents is the reason that we struggle with putting boundaries in now is that we are too exhausted. We're too depleted. And here's the thing, there's so many opportunities right now for your kids. They can go to a club every single night of the week. They can have overseas experiences. They can do this and that. Well, outside of COVID anyway, but in normal life. I wanna say to you guys as parents, not everything that they can do, they should do. And actually, maybe a loving thing to do is to say, do you know what? Rather than do everything, okay, we're gonna do something. Because when we do that, then maybe we'll put some margin in our life for some other things like just relationship and being together. And and I wanna say to you that when we balance the seesaw between love and limits, there's no guarantee how our kids will turn out. But I tell you what, I do believe if we can get that right, if we can move forward in that, maybe we'll end up living with fewer regrets. Regret is a powerful experience in our life, isn't it? And I don't want to think about, just think about now and think about what can we do differently now to build some stronger families. The third idea I want to share with you is this, use your words well. Use your words well. Again, some great advice from Proverbs chapter 15. It says this, kind words heal and help, cutting words wound and maim. That's why the Bible is so amazing. These words are so powerful and so true. Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. You know, somebody once said, and I don't know who it was, or I've just called it anonymous, and said this, be careful with your words. Once they're said, they can only be forgiven, never forgotten. And ain't that the truth? And many of us have said those words, oh, I can't take it back. And many of us have had words said over us that we know can't ever be taken back. You see, words are either bullets or seeds. They're either bullets that destroy and damage or they're seeds that can bring life and growth. And I wanna encourage you, all of us, use our words well. Let's use our words well. And even if you don't know these families that we dedicate their children this morning, why don't you just come up and say, hey, I wanna pray for you and, 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 and well done. And do you know I mean? we're standing with you and just, just let's be encouraging. You know, because when you use your words well, it's like a seed that you've planted in someone else's life that will bring fruit. So I've got a little assignment for all of you today, okay? And for those of you watching online as well. This is your mission, should you choose to accept it, all right? Parents, tell your kids you love them. Tell your kids you love them, all right? Some of you are doing it right now. That's really good. Tell your kids you love them. And it don't matter how old they are, just tell them. And you might think, well, I told them in 1965 or whatever. It's like, tell them now. It's so, so important. Parents, uh, kids, use your words to breathe and give life. This isn't all about the parents. However old you are, whether you're a kid or whether you're a big kid, if you've got parents, use your words to breathe and to give life. You know, it's not all about someone else's responsibility to build a stronger family. You're part of the family. If you want to build a stronger family, then you use your words well to breathe and give life. Grandparents, tell your kids they're doing a great job as parents. It's so hard. You know, we know in that situation, you know, you think, well, I wouldn't do it that way. And then, oh, my mom and dad said exactly the same thing about us. 
And it's so easy to get into that. Tell your kids they're doing a great job as parents. So I want to encourage you guys to use your words well. And this isn't just about your actual family. This is about the wider family and community as well. If you know someone, maybe in your neighbourhood, maybe in your workplace, maybe in the church, and you know that family life for them is a challenge and a pressure, you could be the person that uses your words well, not as a bullet, but as a seed to bring life and to bring encouragement. And the final thing is this. So, so what, what, what we said, we, we've said, balance the seesaw. We've said, use your words well, make your marriage an adventure. And fourthly, great advice from Proverbs, check your foundation. Check your foundation. One of the most well-loved verses in the Bible in Proverbs chapter three, which often we think about in relation to our own individual life, but think about it in relation to a family. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. In other words, don't make your own understanding the foundation of your family. Seek His will in all you do and He will show you which path to take. This is like um, an invitation from God to check your foundation, how you're building your family, how you're building your life. You know, Jesus was a master storyteller. And often what Jesus would do is He would tell stories in such a way as as to bring spiritual truth. And and in one occasion, he told a story about two men and it's called like a parallel, parallelism, it's a hard word to say. In other words, he often did this where he put two stories side by side and you'd see where they compared and then where they contrasted. And this one day, he tells this story about two men who both build a house and they both build a house and they both face a storm. So that's exactly the same, but only one house stands. It's the one that chose a different foundation. And we know just a couple of nights ago, don't we, the damage that storms can do. And here's the truth. Every single one of us, whether you're a person of faith or not, we all choose to build a life, right? We all choose to build a family. We all choose to build a life. Every single one of us, no matter whether you're a person of faith or not, we all face storms. These families that we prayed for here, they know I know some of them, they've already faced storms. Some of them are facing storms. They will face storms. Having faith in God does not mean you won't face storms. So we all build a life. We all face storms, but we all get a choice. What's the foundation we're gonna build our life, our family on? The one guy, he chose God. The other, he didn't. His house stood in the face of the storm. It didn't mean it wasn't difficult. It didn't mean he didn't get wet. It didn't mean there wasn't damage. But his life, his family stood. And I want to encourage you today to check out your foundation again. Parents, if you want your kids to grow up, to love and follow Jesus, it will be dependent largely, not exclusively, on the choices you make as how you're going to bring your family up. What's important to your family? You're not only going to say it, but you're going to model it and you're going to teach it and you're going to reinforce it. How do you make decisions with God at the centre or not? You know, what's important to you? What are you going to prioritise? You know, when the sun's shining on a Sunday and and you think, oh, let's just go out for the day. Or are you going to say, guys, we're going to go to church and be in community, then go out for the day. When you do that, you communicate a foundation and a principle. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. Some of you here in this room or watching online, you've done all of that. You've poured into your kids and they've grown up and they're not following Jesus. And my heart goes out to you. There's no guarantees. But there is a guarantee 
that if we don't put foundations in, I'll tell you what, it's going one direction only. And we have an opportunity on a day like today to check our foundations and say, do you know what? Like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's what we're going to do. No guarantees, but that's our commitment. We're going to check our foundation. And I felt as I was preparing this, because Alison and myself, we pastor and lead this church, we're aware of many situations, not every situation, we're aware of many situations. And we've been doing this here in this church for a long time. Like we've been here 30 years next year and I've been leading the church for 21 years. I have never known a time where so many families are under so much pressure as right now. And it feels like the foundations of your lives are being shaken. Mental health challenges, COVID-related challenges, all kinds of challenges. Our young people, our teenagers, the last couple of years, how incredibly painful it's been. And for many of us, two years is two years. But when you're 13 or you're 15, two years is a lot of your life. And they've missed incredible moments in their life. And many, many of our young people and our families are being shaken right now. And what we want to do is we want to pray for you this morning. So I'm going to invite you, all of you in a moment, okay, just to think about your family and almost to ask God, say, God, would you help us? Would you help us to establish a foundation again? Would you help us, Lord? Because we're being shaken right now. And maybe for some of you watching online, we, we could pray for you. There's a link going to come up in the chat now. Maybe here in the room, we can pray with you after the service. As you head out there, there's a prayer space to your left. Just head through there. Someone would love to pray for you. But I'd love to pray for you right now. So I want to invite all of you to stand with me for a moment. If you could stand for a moment. And just as in a moment, we're going to sing a hymn together, okay? Um, and it's a great song, which just reminds us that whatever storm we're going through, there's a cornerstone, there's a rock, there's an anchor that can hold us. But before we do that, I want to just pray for you. And if right now you know that your family is being shaken, maybe, maybe it's you, maybe it's your, maybe you're looking after elderly parents, or, or, or maybe your kids are struggling right now, or, or maybe your marriage is under pressure right now, or, or maybe it's another thing and it's shaking your life. I'd love to pray for you right now. So if that's you, right wherever you are or if you're online, why don't you just respond to God? I'm not going to ask you to do anything other than in your heart, just say, that's me. And I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to sing this incredible hymn together. So why don't we pray? And right where you are and in your own way, and you might think, hey, I'm not a person of faith. I don't even believe this stuff. But maybe even right now you think, well, give it a go. What have I got to lose? Just ask God to make Himself known to you. Jesus, I want to pray for every person here in this room, every person watching online, whenever, wherever they're watching it. God, may they know that You are a cornerstone in their house. That whatever storm comes, and we had a storm just a couple of nights ago, we know the devastation that a physical storm can create. And Lord, we know that families are under pressure right now and they're being shaken. God, I pray that You would cause them to not only hold together, not only to survive, but God, to thrive through this storm. May they know Your presence and Your peace. And Lord, for those who are hurting right now, those who are thinking of Christmas coming up with that empty chair where 
the person's no longer there around their table. God, may they know your comfort and your help and your peace and your love, I pray. And Jesus, as we pray again for these families that have dedicated their kids. We want to pray for all our families and may, as a community, may we come together out of this very difficult two years, stronger than we were before. God, we don't feel it right now. No, I don't feel it. We feel jaded. We feel fragile. We feel beaten up. But Lord, we want to choose. We want to choose to make You our foundation. Build stronger families build stronger communities, we pray, as we put you first in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.